Roger. Yeah, I think you're pulling the wrong one. I'm just... Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. what? Hi. Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. All right, 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 all right. Welcome to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. That's me. That's the guy, the person who does it. Really exciting right now. I'm in a room. It's free floating space. Everything is put away. It's clean. It's nice. It's great. It's sweet. It's hot. It's also triple hot brewed for your protection here on Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton, a.k.a. Kevin Tipcorn, the home of the executive buffet where daddy always has his hands on the branch inside of his own, yes, his own bought and paid for, not least, big red truck. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for um, letting me uh, swarp into this zone here. It's sort of like uh, swapping and warping. That's what I do. Um, the zone, I kept that as one word, zone, even though it should be something like exam. Like it's like a, a pad, Pam and a Zad, a Zad, whatever. See, it didn't work because it's not going to work. Thank you for being here. If you want to please uh, do me a favor, uh, do me faith a favor. <laughs> I'm spoonerizing things so much now. I do it in regular life and I don't even mean to. Uh, it's some kind of a weird mental addiction. Maybe it's a compulsion. Either way, uh, do yourself a favor and me a favor by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast. It's super easy to do. You just go to wherever you listen to your podcast and you do uh, you do the things I just said. Rate, review, and definitely subscribe. If you don't subscribe to it, what's the point? Why are you here if you're not subscribed? That way you you get that hot, <laughs> you get that delivery. You get that delivery of the podcast guaranteed. You know it's when it's going to be there and when it's not going to be there. If you want to support the podcast otherwise, go to patreon.com slash live to tape. Check out that website. It's patreon.com slash live to tape. Go there and there's all there's multiple interface options for you there. Otherwise, you should know uh, I've talked about this before, but I'm gonna talk about it again. I'm gonna be um, doing some shows this next week, I guess. It'll be next week, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Lyric Hyperion Theater here in Los Angeles. There's solo shows. I'm basically doing an, uh, an hour of uh, improv and stand-up, improvised stand-up kind of stuff. It's going to be very fun and cool and joyful expression of of the, the Word of God. <laughs> I said that so seriously. It's almost like... It's almost like it's real. But most of that, I say 95% of what I just said is very true. 23rd, 24th, 25th of, um, of April at the Lyric Hyperion. All at 10 p.m. First show is free because I'm just going to be really letting it out. 24th, 25th, or $5. Come check it out. I have a tour coming together really fast for the month of July. So I'll be in Chicago at the hideout on the 15th. I'll be in Minneapolis at the Parkway on the 19th. I'll be in Iowa at Vaudeville Muse. I think it's Des Moines, Iowa. I don't know why I said Iowa like it's like a one place. Obviously, there's lots to do in Iowa. Iowa's great. Then I'll be in New York City at Union Hall on the 22nd. 
Then I'll be at uh, Good Good in Philadelphia on the 23rd. The last year, those shows were all, uh, the, the Union Hall and Philadelphia shows were fucking great. They were really fun and great. So I'm looking forward to seeing how good the other ones are going to be. They're going to be just as good. Those other shows are going to be outstanding as well. Because those are, that's just how I do it. You know, we, we, we find places that are great to do great things. So it's, it's guaranteed fun for not the whole family, though. I mean, definitely not the whole family. Nothing's for the whole family. Stop saying that. That's, when you say fun for the whole family, that just means kids can go there. All that means, <laughs> fucking fun for the whole family. Yeah, right. Fun for people with, like, head injuries who are pleased by, like, the anything. That's what's fun. That's what's fun for the whole family. You know what? Honestly, though, what is fun for the whole family, I will say, is fireworks. But then again, you know what? Because the dogs in the family, dogs hate fireworks if they're normal. I knew a dog in Tallahassee that tried to fucking eat them. <laughs> Actually, I knew a dog here in LA that tries to eat fireworks. What's up with that? Hey, dogs, what's up with trying to eat fireworks, dogs? So that's my little preamble there. Um, I didn't plan on talking about what I just did, but it's true. Don't try to, I mean, let's not, let's, let's not pretend here that something's for everybody. Anything good isn't for everybody. That's how shit works. It's only becoming more and more customized, right? Isn't that crazy how that works? Just how customized we all are, the things we like. I like this thing and that thing and that thing and this thing. And you like this thing right here. So if you like the podcast, please come check out the shows. We have a great time. This is a really fun, cool podcast podcast uh i've wanted to have lucas on for a long time because i really love the music of jerry paper that's his band his group his musical uh uh, i don't know for exterior i was gonna say like a like a thing that 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 sticks out like a that shoots out (laughs) i don't know it's it's that it's his musical current iteration of musical foray so minus three two one zero Hey, one, two, five, four, Yankee rowing, nine left hand, see you via Tango November one. Yeah, this is good. Hi, welcome to Live to Tape. Hello. Can we get some more levels on these? Here we go. I've got a little bit of flange going right now. Okay. Welcome to the party. Thank you. Welcome to Live to Tape. Happy to be Lucas. Yeah. Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. We're, uh, we're just starting the podcast right now. Welcome to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. My guest today is Lucas Nathan of Jerry Paper. Yeah, hello. Hello, welcome. Thanks for uh, having me here inside the... The place. Thanks for coming to my restaurant. I'm sorry about this about the sound. It's a little noisy. We have a new server, and she's just really like having trouble with the coffee lately. So it's something where it's just, you know, it's good help's hard to find. It's harder. It's just really difficult to find. You know yeah. What I'm no, I understand. One second. Sometimes you got to chop some heads. Got to chop some heads. Matt, are you getting levels on this mic? Like, it's sound, I sound quiet to myself. It's just like. Do I sound differently to you than you sound? Um, so you sound much louder to me than I sound. Yeah. Uh, they both sound pretty quiet to me. Yeah. Da 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 da. Hey Matt. Let's pop my ears for a second. Are your phones louder? 
Ah, uh, yeah. Why not? Oh, there we go. Oh. See, there we go. That's better. Now we're good. Now we're in like a sweeter spot. I'll yeah. Have to crank these fucking these things here. You sound pretty loud. Now I sound nice and loud. Nice That's and good. clear. Yeah. Nice and present. Clear and present danger. Have you ever seen that film before? No. I think it's with um, what's his name, Harrison Ford. Clear and present okay. danger. F yeah. Familiar with the actor. It's an older movie. I think it's around the time he did Executive Decision. Okay. Also, don't know. <laughs> well, you've never seen Executive Decision and Clear and Present Danger? No, but Executive Decision is a very good name. I haven't thought about this in a long time, actually. Clear and Present Danger. Uh, yeah, it's it's Harrison Ford. It's a Jack. It's a Jack Ryan film series, evidently. Jack Ryan. I think Jack Ryan is some sort of a character from a, a group like of Tom books. Clancy or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's one of those. <laughs> it's from 1994, Clear and Present Danger. <laughs> and Executive Decision is one. I think they actually, you know, I think Executive Decision is actually um, a different actor. What's a different actor, same character? Same sort of thing. like a, Just the same genre. Like a, a white male with glasses who must uh -huh. do something he was um, not meant to do. Yeah. He has to step up to the plate and... And he has to make an executive decision <laughs> from very, 1996. Very yeah, it's uh, it's actually uh, executive decision is uh, is um, Kurt Russell, Steven Seagal, and Holly Berry. An executive oh, decision. Okay. I believe executive decision was the first film to feature the the uh, the Black Hawk stealth plane. Okay. Not the Black Hawk made famous the... from, of course, Black Hawk Down. Yes, and also well, that, actually, that's a different thing actually. Black Hawk is a helicopter. I okay. just misspoke. I meant to say. The black, that black plane, you know that one, the stealth bomber? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The thing that when you're a kid you think is so it's cool. Super cool. Yeah. Were you into the stealth bomber when you were a kid? Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess the military invaded my brain like that. Were you into the Iraq war at all? Uh, no. <laughs> I was really into the Iraq war when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, I was like really into the, uh, I think it was the first Iraq war. Because, um... Newsweek and Time Magazine, because it was such like a big thing back then. It was so. I'm trying. To, I don't know. You're just. I was. guess I was like. You were probably too too young. Yeah. Yeah, I was the perfect age to be like yes, <clears throat> to be like ah, oh, what is what's up, Dick Cheney? Tell me more about the types <laughs> of tanks we're going to be using and stuff like that. <laughs> Newsweek used to have these big big uh, pictorial spreads that showed all the different like armies and stuff and crazy. It's the kind of thing looking back on. I realized this is for children. This is not for adults. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> I don't think I know much about the first one at all. Yeah, I don't think I know much either, other than I knew like, oh, that's an M1 Abrams tank with a minesweeper device. <laughs> oh, we've got 25 of those at the the 42nd parallel, which is the no-fly zone that's been enforced <laughs> by Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld. Because so, we have to take it to Saddam because he's, <laughs> he's invaded Kuwait. You got to get the kids <laughs> jacked about the war. <laughs> yeah, because I think if the kids get jacked about the war, then the parents are like, oh, I guess this is a pretty good war. Yeah. It's a pretty pretty solid war. <clears throat> That's, hmm. Yeah, it sucks that you weren't into it. I'm, I wish we, could, sorry, wish we could yeah. bond over the Iraq war. Yeah, I think at that time, what year was that? Like, I don't know. I mean, this is stuff, this is the same as like I feel like it was the decision. first like few years of the 90s. I was born in 90s, so. Okay. See, I was born in 1981, so. I was like into like, I don't know, rattles and <laughs> nothing like, <laughs> nothing's always complex as tanks. Evidently, it's 1990 was the, um, <clears throat> so you were probably born when the Iraq war started. What was the day? 
it says dates August 2nd, 1990 to February 1991. Cool. I was born August 7th, 1990. So oh, I was, I'm, shit. Are you serious? I'm straight in the, I'm straight in the war. You're, yeah. like a, you're a classic Desert Storm baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The romance of oh Desert, Desert Storm was just in the air. Welcome to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. <laughs> my guest is Lucas Nathan from Jerry Paper. And he is, I didn't know this, but you were at Desert Storm Baby. Yeah. That's crazy. That must have been interesting growing up with like that sort of in the zeitgeist of your home. Yeah. It was huge for me. Mm-hmm. It was huge. Wow. So is this something where, I mean, does your name come from a particular tank or like a person on the, on the, uh, the military industrial complex machine? Like, is that something that that's where your name came from at all or no? Yeah, pretty much most of my work deals with Desert Storm. And, okay. Um, mostly like the names of soldiers. Yes, and, uh, yes. Yeah. Fallen ones. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> I think actually no one died in that war. Really? I think maybe, um, I'm pretty sure that the, in the first Gulf War, that almost all, there was more casualties from friendly fire than anything. And even huh. then, it was like five people. Crazy. Something well, where we just basically stomped on, like there was no no collateral damage, as they say. Huh. Just because we're, we're just, we're just, you know, got the bunker busters. You know about bunker busters? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is like bringing back all the stuff I used to know. It's like basically, it's a, uh, it's a missile that has a, um, the tip of the missile is super hard, so it can, it penetrates the ground, and then it blows up once it gets down in the ground, because huh. it's supposed to blow up a bunker, because, you know, course, Saddam makes sense. had a lot of bunkers. Loves bunkers. Yeah, he's a big bunker. Oh, he's loves. A bunk, bunker boy. Deceased now. He's deceased, yeah, evidently. Yeah. So we're told. Yeah. I think they may have hung him, but we don't really know. Yeah. That footage leaked. I'm doing quotes, air quotes, the footage leaked. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's basically it. Here we're there at the... Oh, one second. Uh, more bread, please. <laughs> uh, more bread, please. You want some more bread? Uh, no, thank you. Please. Okay, you know, just, if you want some more bread, just let me know. All right. It'll, just a little. See, my guest wants more bread. You know what? If you want something, just say something, okay? <laughs> I love the idea of aggressive hospitality. <laughs> like, I'm taking you out. <laughs> Um, his glass keeps, it keeps, I keep seeing the bottom of his glass here. <laughs> Excuse me, server. Um, this is my guest. No, no, do you want something? Do you want it? <clears throat> Are you familiar with the idea of hospitality terrorism? No. It's something that I've talked about. I think I talked about this one other person on the podcast before, but there's a comedian, Ben Cronberg. Uh, he's a friend of mine. He's a hilarious guy. He would take these, uh, Vine videos way back when, and one of them featured a guy like talking about his fish tank. He was, he was staying someplace as a guest in some city, and there's a guy there who was hosting him, and you could hear him in the background. He's like taking this sort of covert video, and the guy is saying, All right, so this tank used to be fucking sick, right? But that's all you hear. And you know, it's like immediately, I know this is a guy trying to explain to an out of towner who he likes a lot about his cool ass fish tank. Yeah. It's no longer that cool. <laughs> and I think Ben somehow, I don't know how he mentioned it, but he mentioned about the idea of hospitality terrorism. Like someone, when you travel someplace, that some person basically holds you hostage, but in like a way where it's like, hey, do you need anything right now? You like that salsa? Honestly, okay, uh, I, yeah. I know the guy who makes that. Hold on a second. Let me call him up. We'll go over to, you want to go to his house real quick? We'll pick up some of that salsa. Dude, he's yeah, a huge fan. This is, this is most of my life. Because you tra- a touring musician, this is like, yeah. you, you just, you're crashing at someone's house and they have to explain 
everything. <laughs> it's just like you're just like basically it's like you know I travel with like camping mat and a sleeping bag, and it's a lot of the times me and a sleeping bag being like, all right, I'm going to sleep now, and then it's just like <laughs> just a barrage of like, so like. I'm pretty drunk, but like I gotta explain my <laughs> my theory of art to you right now. Like, listen, oh like you gotta God. know. Like, I just think like this kind of work. I'm like, oh, I just I really want to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> we have like a ten hour drive tomorrow. Like, please let me go to sleep. There's this one. Um, I actually, re- I saw him again. Right. But we played this one uh, show, like a, co- a show to, at the college in Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara. And we were staying at these college kids' apartment, uh-huh. and like they were super sweet, and like a lot of them were really great. That's but, the problem. It's always the sweetest people. Yeah. Well, but but so there was this one guy, and we were like, "Hey, like, do you know anywhere? Like, we love food. Like, do you know anywhere good to get breakfast tomorrow?" And he's like, "Oh man, it just depends what you want. Like, you know, if you <laughs> want like uh, if you want good food, you're gonna want to go to the Taco Bell on." This corner, but like, if you want good ambiance, you want to go to the Taco Bell on this corner. Are you like, he was just like in, in like full, full wow. earnestness, explaining that, like, just like was talking about the, the the subtle differences between the different Taco Bells, and we were like, we don't really want that for breakfast, like, Holy please. Shit. And then, like, you know, maybe an hour later, after just like you know settling into our sleeping bags, mm-hmm. like gradually. Like, I, I even, like, turned the lights off, so we were just in full darkness, and him and his friend are just sitting on the couch with beers, just like, all right, top top three trilogy, like, what's your favorite trilogy? Like, go, like, give me your top three trilogies. Like movie trilogies? Yeah, I was like, and I just looked at him and was like, I'm so sorry, man. We we really want to go to sleep. I thought I was giving you the cues, but, like, please just let it go to sleep. He was like, oh, yeah. Totally, man. <laughs> it just like, just like, finally leaves after oh, so long. It'd be great if you just stayed there. Like, oh yeah, you want to sleep? Cool. Yeah, I, I actually am really tired too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, it's like you know what's cool about being tired? Like, I mean, that's ultimately what it is. It's like, yeah, yeah, you just you just want to co- desperately want a connection, which is beautiful. Yeah, and also like that's one of the best things about touring. But mm-hmm. also a lot of the time it's like I don't want to party. I just want to go to sleep. Like, please let me go to sleep. You've been touring for a long time. Um, like how long have you been? Like, that. as this project? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess um, in general. Like, what, what was your first musical project um, that you toured with? I don't tour that much. Mm-hmm. I try to, like, keep it... I don't want to break up my marriage. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, but, like, um, yeah. I, I, How long uh, have you been married for? Um, been married for... Like, I, I'm really bad with time frames. Like, like a year and a half, but we've been together for... Like, we got married on our 10-year anniversary. Same. Oh, nice. Pretty close to the same. Yeah, yeah. Close enough to say same. Yeah. Um, so you try to keep it, like, what, like a quarter of the year or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Try not to do more than, like, I don't know, three, four months, I'd rather. So how long are you out for, typically, if you're out? Like, 10 days, a month? I feel like three weeks is the best amount of time. Yeah. That's the amount of time where I can come home and be like, I don't feel... That fucked up. Like, yeah. I'm fine. Um, but, like, I could do more if I had to, but... Right. It's definitely, like, three weeks is the right... That's the right... That's the sweet spot. Yeah. I um, don't even know. I Sometimes I think... I, don't, I feel like it's different with comedy, but I don't really know. I think the longest I've done is, like, two weeks, and even then that was just, like, holy shit. Yeah. Because uh, if you're doing something every night, it's that thing where it starts to, like, kind of, like, overlap. It's that... Yeah, well, it's you, you're the entire 
It's it's an odd experience for me, especially because like at home I'm mostly just at home. Yeah. Like I don't leave my house that much. Really. So it's like a, it's a huge difference when I'm on the road where it's like I have something to do all the time. Like I have yeah. somewhere to be. I have to do this, and like part of it is. Su- like super fulfilling for yeah, me. I like, kinda, yeah, I love it. It's like a very it. cathartic experience to perform for me. Like it's like very intense mm-hmm. and um that can also be like emotionally and physically exhausting. But um I like I like to be able to connect with people because otherwise it's just me working on music in my house. Yeah. Which can be isolating and the whole point of it for me is to connect to people. Yeah, because you also when you it's, it's weird how if you if you travel just a little bit, even if you drive like half an hour someplace, maybe a little more than half an hour, but anytime I travel even the slightest shortest distance, instantly my I'm thinking things that I wouldn't have thought otherwise. Yeah, and it's so thrilling to just be, even if you're like stuck in a shitty situation, it makes your brain just enlivens you so much. Totally, it's crazy how it's almost like a like a like a hack or something. It just yeah. instantaneously. I'm just thinking, oh, this, this, that, that, because you see new stuff, and it just like informs your whatever you're doing. Yeah, you're able to make like different connections in your mind. But yeah, I don't know. There is something that, like, there's something I love about it, and there's also something that, like, I feel like is probably not. It's probably not that healthy to be traveling, and every night you show up in a new place, and they're like one to three hundred people who are so excited to see you. I feel like it's, like, probably bad for you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, they're throwing a party just for me. Like, hell yeah, this is great. But I feel like it's... I feel like you have to be very conscious of the fact that, like, I'm still, like, just a piece of crap. Like, don't... Like, don't get too involved in, like, all these people that like you, like... Yeah, that's funny you say that. It's a weird that dichotomy, right? You have to balance the thing where you're, like, you're no one, but you also are someone... So you have to fulfill the obligation of being someone, but also not let that spoil the thing that it's coming from. Yeah, exactly. I think, well, I think I just, like, I generally, this is the first, I just got back from a tour, like, a week and Mm. a half ago or something, and... Where'd you go? Uh, USA. (laughs) (laughs) We did, like, South by Southwest, but, you know, just go through Texas, up through the Midwest, like, to Detroit and Chicago, Minnesota, and, um... And then, like, back back down. Drive the whole way? Yeah. So is it you and how many people in the band? Uh, I have four other people. So you have, like, a, what kind of a, you got a, a Chevy Cruiser? or a, a, um, a We Ford, rented uh, a Chevy, big Chevy. That's, uh, Chevy Big Boy? It's the Chevy Big Boy, yeah. Uh, the Chevy Big Boy, is a, it's, a, it's a favorite for touring bands, I hear, the Chevy yeah. Big Boy. It's, it's very useful. Chevy Transit, maybe? The Maybe. Ford Transit. The Ford it was Transit. big. All I know is it was really long. <laughs> was it a van? Yeah. It was like a 15-person passenger okay. van. Okay, 15-pass van. It's a classic Took a couple of rows out of there, freaking cramming with stuff. So you rent it, and then you just sort of like... Do you ever, anyone ever crash in the van? No. Yeah, that would be tough. No, the, the closest thing that happened is uh, on a tour maybe like a year and a half ago... Um, someone backed into a trash can, like a big dumpster... <laughs> uh-huh. And I was, like, dealing with this insurance stuff with the company for so long. And then, like, after a while, I followed up and it was like, hey, like, what's going on with this? And they were like, no damage. I don't know. I was like, what? Okay, (laughs) you forgot about it and it doesn't matter anymore? Great. Like, I'm completely, like, sure. Is that hard being the band? Because you're the band leader, essentially, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's my project. I have my friends who help me play my music for people. Mm -hmm. Um, How long have you had the, uh, the same people playing with you? 
Um, this iteration iteration of the band, I don't know. I've gone through like basically, I did a solo project until um, uh, April twenty sixteen or something mm-hmm. like that. What was that? Uh, what that, was that, the the, the shift? Solo, solo project was still Jerry Paper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just did it alone. So it was just like the, the touring experience of being alone and being with people is ex- so different. Yeah, I bet. It's a lot different. Like mostly I could do I could do more f- like foreign tours more easily. So I could just be like, cool, like I don't need that much money to go to Europe. So oh, right, because you don't have to pay anyone to work to um, to play with you. Exactly. So I just have to like right. bring my stuff. And then it's mostly just like. I'm like in the countryside in France, like looking out of a train window, and yes. it's like this, like listening to Prefab Sprout, like it's so emotional, and like Prefab. Now Sprout. I'm like, now I'm like in a band with a bunch of people, and like we're just making jokes the whole time. Yeah. Like it's like it's a much more social thing, which I think is healthier for me. Totally, I think. I mean, I've that's why I've resisted going on the road that as much as I, I suppose I could, because being alone on the road really sucks. Like if I it think sucks it sucks in some ways, and I think it's great in some ways yeah there are I certain things that true. i really liked about it i think uh, for me i don't know there's something about having someone who you're traveling with like a traveling companion that's yeah. so much fun and it's one i guess i do like it's nice to be on your on your own sometimes but yeah i suppose it's, i met it's more people when you're on your I guess, own when i'm on my own like yeah you know i'm just like because you're solo. Yeah, exactly. You're solo, and you're like, well, I don't have anyone familiar to lean on, so... Yeah, that makes just, sense. Like, hey, what's your name? Like, what's what do you like in your life? Like, I don't know. You just, like, start to, like, figure out how to talk to people. Did you meet anyone who was, like, vastly different than you, who you've still become friends with, who stayed friends with at all? Um... Well, I don't. I guess I don't really know what vastly different. Maybe someone who like you would you'd be surprised to be friends with, like someone who's like a. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, there's this. I feel like lady who works at a garden store. Maybe not. I guess it's like a twenty year old boy is not that different. But like, I just think there's this one uh, guy I met in. in, um, He lives in Lyon in France. Okay. that's one of the people that I think of like where I'm just like, I'm so glad I met that person. Like he's like such he's such an interesting person. He's just like he's like a mailman and he's just a mailman, like, a French mailman. He's like he's like the sweetest person and uh-huh. also like so I can't I can't explain what is so interesting about him. Like I met him, he like helped me book a show there mm-hmm. when I was like doing like a DIY tour around Europe and like he greeted me at the train station by like I'd, I'd never met him. He was he was friends with a couple of my friends who toured through there. So he's like a uh, what do you call that? Uh, the person who's uh, like almost like a person who, God, what's the word for that? Like he, he he's helping you like uh, guide you almost. Like he's like a person who yeah. He's just like a nice guy who likes music. And lives in this place. A cultural like, emissary? I guess so, yeah. But anyway, I was like, I'm like sitting at the train station, yeah. like he's late, and I'm just like sitting there waiting. And all of a sudden in the distance, I just see someone like running towards me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and I'm like, I wonder if that's Ugo. Like, huh. And then he just like keeps running and he's just running, 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 and he's like still running towards me. And then he just like jumps up and does like a kick off the wall right behind me. Are like, you serious? Yeah, he just like completely ran up to me and I was like, whoa. This guy is cool. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? And then, yeah, I don't know. He's just like a 
He's just a, a true original. That's cool. I love there's there's a lot of people who you meet in other places like that who are just so uh they're so good at being a um God, what's the word? I want to say like a guy, but someone who's like a who basically just introduces you to their they're just like so gung ho about Yeah. Like, what can we do from you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's, it's like, like you want to eat? Like yeah. what can you do? Like can I show you like this part of this uh-huh. city? Like yeah. Yeah. I love those dudes. Yeah. What what should we play? I want to play some prefab spread. I haven't thought about them in forever. What's a cool song to listen to that um, you like a lot? Because you're talking about listening to on the train. I really like uh Well, I guess like what I would be listening to on the train is not what I'm about to suggest. But okay. the the song Knock on Wood. Knock you know on Wood, song? okay. I don't know it. I haven't listened to them in a long time. It's one of those bands where I love their name so much that it's kinda like there's certain bands I just love their name and I really yeah. don't think about I feel like they're a hard band to get into. Um, this is from 88. God. This song is so good. This makes sense that this is something that... This is amazing. The synth yeah. sound alone is great. It's got that sort of like dry, liquidy they feel. Yeah. No sense, but yeah. it's the best. Where do you think these guys came out of? Like, like where does this come from? You think? Uh, what do you think they were listening to the most? I don't know. Some of the stuff is kind of hard to. It's like, you know I, mean? I don't know. Well, like their first record is weird. I mean, I guess it's all weird, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like straddle the line of like way too preciously cheesy and also like so good. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. There's like um I feel like they they have some of like the best and the worst songs and like like also <laughs> lyrically like it's like it really spans the, the extremes of like some of the best lyrics I've ever heard that like move me to tears right? just from hearing it and like the phrasing and everything. And then then there's a song like off this one album in the 90s called Wild Horses. The, the album's called Jordan the Comeback. Okay. The song Wild Horses. One, one day I just, just was like, what are these lyrics? And it's like all about just a woman's ponytail and it's like really weird and like not good. I like, I don't know. Ponytails, ponytails are kind of, uh, it's, they're pretty evocative. Yeah. Ponytail. I don't know. Yeah. Pull up not... the lyrics. <laughs> like, I feel let's like. Oh, pull, let's pull up the, it's called listen. Ponytail. No, the song is here. Let me look it up. It's called okay. Wild Horses. This is so good. Oh, yeah. just that slap, a single slap. It's like a stab. Well, 
Sorry, maybe it's it? a different song. Oh wait, no, this is it. You found it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. You want to read it? Yeah, let's read it and we'll, we can make the decision okay. as it goes. So, through the rails I spied your ponytail. <laughs> so I'm, I'm already in. <laughs> I tried with sugar cubes, and they're okay. But I don't think I'll catch you that way. I hate myself because you're so cool with your mocking eyes. Won't you look at that old fool? Look at you, unflawed. Now look at me, plain overawed. Grace and looks take no credit for. Girl, you're young, and they're part of the score. Like the chemicals at war in me, till I'm a wolf with an eye for the ponies. That's pretty good. Wait, this is, I feel like this is, the, okay. this is the part. I want extra time to play. Afternoons in the hay. <laughs> it's a sorry way for a man to feel, but sentimental is part of the deal. I hate myself because it shows how I'm a fool for your rodeo. <laughs> oh, man. It's not, it's not as extreme as I think yeah. I remembered it being. It does but... have a certain kind of like, all right, guys, we need, a, uh, we need a pony song. We need it tomorrow, okay? Okay. We need it yesterday. Here, here's one that is almost certainly as bad as I remember it being. It's called, I think it's called Hey Manhattan. It's just like, you know, it's like a friggin' British guy writing a love song to Manhattan. These guys are British, right? Yeah. Okay. I only learned that recently. I thought they were Irish, but I was wrong. This is the song. Yeah. This song is hilarious. It's also, I kind of love it, but it's so dumb. Like, just imagine, like, a British guy walking around Manhattan with his arms spread. Oh, Manhattan, like, I love it here. It's great. Guess what? Summer's arrived. <laughs> I feel the world's on my side. The Brooklyn Bridge stretches below me. A billion souls are dying to know me. <laughs> this guy is definitely not from London. This guy is like from like no, it's from like Birmingham, Newcastle or something. Yeah. I can't remember. So got that accent like this. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> oh look at that, mom! The Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> It's just like like yeah. so over romanticized, such a crazy degree. Sinatra. Sinatra's been on Fifth Avenue too. Categorized as delicious. Yeah, yeah. It's got that thing where you just like it's candy. It's pure candy. Yeah. There's not a lot of stuff out there that has that candy quality. Yeah. It's either like on the, the side of being like really hip. Like I feel like orange juice is super super hip, and fucking proto kind of. And then there's like stuff where it's like bad. It's like over, it's over the top, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have the arrangements, it doesn't have like the, uh, the instrumentation. Yeah, I think like 
it's just such earnest music yeah <laughs> that like can be super grating <laughs> but also like I, I love it like I don't know like it take it took me a while to like be able to listen to this album during the comeback and like it right but wait during what comeback the oh no the the album's called Jordan the comeback okay I don't know this why. album says it's from called from Langley Park to Memphis oh shit oh I guess this is from Langley Park to Memphis I guess so. I don't know. That was a, yeah. Yeah. Jordan the Comeback is from 90. This is from 88. Yeah, 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 yeah. So pretty close. This, this, uh, this album has also some of the best and some of the funniest music. This one does. Yeah. The, the, the first song, King of Rock and Roll, do you know that one? I really do. It's like don't. the only Prefab Spread song that they have at karaoke places. This song is the fucking best. The chorus is. Insane. We're digging deep on the prefab. Yeah. Well, this is like this is their only hit. There's some, it's also very good screams in this. He does like. There's just a lot of texture in here. Yeah. The lyrics in this are incredibly good. They're it's like laugh out loud funny. I think. Damn. How did you get into them initially? You remember? Um. I'm pretty sure that Dame Funk posted that song "Knock on Wood" okay. on like fa- Facebook or Twitter or something That's when your I was label like a mate kid. Now, right? Yeah. That's cool. Um, and I like saw that and I was like, "Damn, this is really good." And then I kept trying to listen to them and like it ne- I could never find another song that I liked. And right. then like uh, I don't know, maybe maybe five or six years ago. Um, I started listening to the album Steve McQueen, and it clicked for me. Oh, the, and, like I tried it pre-fab. a few times. Yeah, p- okay. the Prefab Sprout album, and like it, then it kind of clicked for me, and I was like, oh, I get it. Like I love this. And then I think I've like gradually moved on to other albums. And... Really? So, so these guys aren't like a super big influence on you, or would you say they are? Oh yeah, I mean I think I think in some ways yeah. What do you remember? Like the first music you heard that was something that you still listen to now. The first thing where it kind of like I always think about this because there's stuff I listen to as, as a as a young person, like um, like past a kid, but you know, yeah, like as a medium medium young person that I was like, oh, I, listen, I would never listen to it now. Not because it's bad, just because it's like that's just not what I'm interested in. But yeah, you remember like the first thing where it was like, this is something that was really defined. Defining of who I am and what I like. Yeah. Hmm. Let me think about that for a second. It kind of like broke you into. Because obviously, I'm pretty sure the first thing that I listened to that I really, really liked mm-hmm. and that I wanted to, then I still like. Yeah. Is so fresh and so clean by Outkast. Okay. I feel like that's like. That's so. I cool. heard that. On, I just. I have this memory of like hearing that on the radio while like my mom was driving me. Where, to my friend's house and being like, this is good music. And I was like really into punk at the time, but I was right? like, this is like good. It's like, a great song. song. It's like a perfect song. Yeah, basically. it's so good. Like this and like Rage Against the Machine is like, that's one of the things that I like liked when I was, you know, 12 and still like. It's funny how this song, like this is obviously very different. Almost, it's really different, but it's not. It does sound like Jerry Paper in a way. There's like Maybe. a similar tone, you know, like a. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so cool. try to, but I love this song, so I'll take the compliment. 
Because that's something about your music. It's like it's the production on it is so. Um, I don't know. It's I, every time I listen to it, I think like, oh, it sounds like this. Then I'm like, no, it sounds like this. It always like kind of changes, and I can't ever put my finger on what exactly it is that that I'm hearing. It's like oh, this perfect you. mix of um, like different influences to where it's almost like there isn't an influence. Yeah. Oh, I really appreciate that. I feel like that's when I when I know that I like something, it's because I'm thinking that. So it, it's yeah. very nice. To I was like, can't that. figure. I can't like figure it out. It's like a, it's like a, it's almost there. I keep losing it. So it's like I'm always listening to it. Because at first I was like, oh, this is Steely Dan. But then I'm like, oh, this is not Steely Dan at all. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, this is Sega. This is the Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Is that ever an influence? Is any video game stuff an influence to you at all? Um, your music. Not overtly, but I like. I really like the soundtrack to Mystical Ninja, the Super Nintendo one. Okay, I've never even heard of that. It's I think the music is good. I actually Mystical I talked Ninja? about this on the Poundcast too. Okay, so, <laughs> um, we we I believe listened to the the one song that I oh, okay. remember the most from it. But it's um, it's probably a similar sound because it's like anything from that era is. It's like got to be really. Groovy. Groovy. I would just put it on. I don't know. Oh, Do you I think the... Oedo Travel Agency or something in this Ooh. the track is called. So this is this That's gets good. to something I wanted to ask you yeah, about. Yeah, please. Yeah, I just learned about because I went to Japan for the first time in December. Yeah. And I learned about this type of uh, music, uh, this type of music from the 80s in Japan. The evident, I don't know what it's called exactly, but like city pop. It's maybe that's it. City pop. It's where a lot of people started having stereos in their car. So it's basically music that was meant to be played while driving. Hmm. I think it is basically maybe city, city pop. pop. I, I mean, that's, it. that's definitely like the hot eighties. Yeah, it's kind of it's genre. like a cool thing. It's like a thing where it's almost like chill. What's the stuff called? Chill wave or the stuff that sounds kind of like it's been um, slowed down a bit. Oh, maybe maybe it's something different then. Oh, I mean, this is probably the same thing because I bought a few records and I just like cool. they're so. It's this shit. This isn't quite it, is it? Yeah, this is yeah. like city pop. Yeah, because this reminds me of some of your music too. It's got yeah, that I sort love of this like. Because you've been to Japan a bunch, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've done, I guess, two tours there, and then I did one other trip where I was just traveling around, but then ended up playing a couple shows just because. Do you remember the first time you went? Yeah. When um, was that? It was. Uh, I just graduated from college okay. and um, was just traveling around with my girlfriend, who is now my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I was doing like I had this like kind of noisy um, project called Diane Kensington Devotional Band. I read like, a little bit about that. What the hell is that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's so funny. Like all the names that you have for stuff, I really love all the names. They're so like absurd and kind of like. Uh, it's almost like they're like traps. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I was just like making these tapes in my house. And, right. And this uh, record store in Kyoto reached out to me to buy some. So I was like selling them. To buy some of your tapes. Yeah. So I was okay. like shipping them like shipments of like tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I was going there, I was like, hey, like, uh, I'm going to be in Japan. Like, do you know any, f- like, what's good to do in Kyoto? And they were yeah. like, you should come do an in-store performance at our place. So I was like. Cool. Yeah, definitely. 100%. So it's just you and your girlfriend, and you had like a keyboard or something. Did you travel with it or no? They had um, I had I had like them see if someone could would lend me one. So yeah. I just borrowed one and did a little set. What in kind the of keyboard? Place. 
Uh, Juno 106. Okay, we're getting into gear here. Gear hit. Welcome to gear section. <laughs> I actually don't know really much about gear. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not a gearhead. Oh, dude. <laughs> what? Hey, so what do you kind of keyboard are you using on this song? Oh, you got a tw- tweak, uh, tweaked up. Oh, uh, uh, did you tweak it. the mids on that uh, K76? It's definitely a Yamaha <laughs> B47, isn't it? I can tell. Yeah, see, I've been running a dynamite stick through the uh, the my freaking Camizo 6. <laughs> you don't use a Camizo 6? No, I never tried it. It's too expensive. Oh, dude, you gotta spend more money. On gear. <laughs> yeah, I gotta spend more money. That's my problem. You gotta. I've got a couple guys at Sweetwater. You gotta spend <laughs> some more money. <laughs> That's so. The gearhead shit to me is so funny. It's like yeah. I, I, growing up, because I played music for a while, and some bands, and I was like. The older you get, they realize just how ridiculous the gear obsession is. It's, oh yeah, it's I mean like once you've got a, once you've got a drunk man talk to you about the subtleties of different <laughs> kinds of bass strings, like <laughs> you don't need it anymore. Like I don't know, it's like just play the, just write a good song. Like. But you gotta have flat wounds. Yeah, oh, I love flat wounds. Flat wounds are great. I love Wait, so go back to Kyoto. You so got you borrowed a keyboard and you played it at the in store at this. Uh, yeah, it was this place. I don't know. It was like super fun. Mostly just because, like, I got to meet people who lived yeah. there. Like, that's really the good... That's the thing that I like the most is traveling and getting to talk to people yeah. and then, like, actually getting a... I feel like you get, like, a kind of skewed picture of it. This was, like, I was traveling just for fun, so... In Japan. Yeah. Your first time. So it was, like, a combo of, uh, you know... Traveling for fun, but also, like, you know, played this little show, and then we all went out for Indian food after. Cool. With, like, you know, five of the people from the show. Like, I don't know. So I feel like I was able to, to like, their friend's Indian restaurant. So it was, like, I feel like I was able to get, like, a little a little taste of, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what people do here. Like, How many days had you been there when you did that show? Um, how, how many days had you been in Japan at that point, you think? Can you remember? Maybe, I don't know. Three. Did That's you find a that when you were guess. Yeah, it makes sense, I guess. But I guess I'm asking because I always think about when I was there. I was found it so overwhelming, like the novelty of everything. Yeah. Just to be so like, I don't know. I, you know how there's like the classic image of a tourist in America, like an Asian tourist, and they're taking pictures all the time. Yeah, like, like the most mundane things. Yeah, it's and the I, exact same thing. I was yeah. doing that exact thing over there, and I was like, oh, I get it. I finally get it. Yeah, there's just like subtle things that are normal to you because that's your culture. But yeah. once you're kind of thrust into you're like, wow, these are this is all very interesting. Look at that trash can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what is that? Oh, yeah, exactly. that's, just a, that's just a letter? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's that guy? <laughs> just taking pictures of everything. Like, oh, that thing plays music? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, every like, possible sign. An, and it's like, an ad for a pet store. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everything is so interesting. But I feel like when I hear your music, it does, there's like a seriously, it just seems very Japanese in that sense where it's, hmm. it's got that, I don't know, because... It just feels like it's curated, and that's the same sense as a lot of that city pop, or just—I don't know how to describe it—but it just seems like it would make like you would be like a big hit over there, and it just makes sense that, that uh, for your music to be really listened to a lot there. Bless you. Excuse me. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've always kind of had a connection. Like, I don't know. Um, even when no one really knew who what my music was, right? Um, I was able, yeah, I mean, just the fact that, like, that record yeah. store wanted to buy my, like, noise tape that mm-hmm. most people have never heard. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like I've always kind of, I guess, had a connection. So it wasn't something, but, like, I feel like maybe I'm probably just projecting here in the sense of that, because it seems like something where, like, you've worked toward that, or it's more just that... I think that was a, just an accident of... Just an accident. Yeah. So you didn't, like, you didn't like listen to a lot of that. Anything, you weren't, like, listening to a lot uh, of... Um, I mean, I always liked Yellow Magic Orchestra. Right, okay. Like, um, so there are definitely... There's definitely Japanese music that I listen to a right. lot. Um, but I feel like I'm, I guess when I make music, I don't really set out to, do, or when I do set out to do something, I fail. And when I do set out to do something, it usually hinders me. So like when I make music that ends up being what I consider to be good enough to mm -hmm. share, it's just cause I made that music. Like I wasn't thinking about it. So, um, I think whatever influences it is all kind of unconscious. It's kind of filters it. You know that the album of their service? I think so. That's like, it's, um, it's, it's a song and then a comedy skit and then a song and then a oh, comedy skit. I don't know skit. that actually. Service it's, is the album? Yeah. Shit, I'm gonna, I gotta check that out. Oh my god. The, the also, uh, I can't remember the name of the song, but there's one song where all the lyrics are just like, every day I brush my teeth, every day I watch TV, every it's day service. I ride in Not cars. after service, but service? I'm pretty sure it's just service. Cool. Man, I don't know. Yeah, this, they're so good. I don't know why I haven't listened to them more. I yeah. just spent all this time listening to the same They also so album. many amazing, like, solo projects. Mm -hmm. um, the album Sarava by Yukihiro Takahashi is, like, insanely good. Damn. It's okay. so okay. good. Um, wh what's that? Maybe we should play one of those songs. How do you even mm. spell his name? Yaka? Uh, Y-U-K-I-H-I-R-O. Yukahiro Takahashi. Takahashi. Okay. What's the album you say we should listen to something from? Uh, Sarava. Sarava. I think the, the last song is Damn. maybe the one that always got me. I think it's called... Spotify is failing right now. Uh, we have to go to YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's definitely not on Spotify. I was, um, I'm always surprised what Spotify has, and then I'm always disappointed at what they don't have. They also usually just have the, like... They'll have an artist that you think they wouldn't, except they just won't have the best album. Yeah. Like, they'll have, like, every single album except for the one good one by that person or something. What's the album you say we should—what's the song you think we should listen um, to? Um, let me see. Uh, Once a Fool? No. Uh, it's the last song on Sarava. Sarava. Though it's, like, kind of like a loungy record. Like, the, his version of Ceci Bone is really good. Present. Present is this song. Present. Like he, a, he, also, his version version of Mood Indigo is ooh, incredible. That's a Duke Ellington song, right? Yeah. Here it is. This is Present. This song is really good. Ooh. It's just like a perfect pop song. Bass is locked in. I know. I think uh, Harumi Hisono plays bass on this album. Shit. I don't know what he 
saying, but in my mind, I always think that part says, smoke a little secret. <laughs> smoke a little secret. Smoke a little secret. <laughs> It's a car in the garden. Car in the garden? I think that's what he said, yeah. It's a car in the garden. That's a weird place for a car. <laughs> it's got a bit of a Dan vibe, doesn't it? Yeah. I believe it. Danny Groove. It's got a bit of a... Bit of a higher musician vibe. Yeah. Melody, it's crazy. It's like a second bridge or something? Oh, that's the bridge. I think that's the bridge. on compression it's good something you think about a lot or no uh yeah i don't i guess compression is still a mystery to me I like i know it. how to use it but i don't understand really fully when i'm twisting the knobs what is actually happening do you use I think an maybe external? i'm just a baby, uh, baby idiot do you use like an external compressor for all your, all your stuff through it or what uh i mean in the studio, yeah. Right, okay. Um, but Probably rack mount? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Digital's pretty good, I'll tell you that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, like, I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. I used whatever equipment was at the studio that okay. I recorded it. <laughs> it's, again, like, I'm not enough of a gearhead to, like, fully know. Yeah, I can I just... it's probably a rack mount compressor. Probably... <laughs> 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 it's <probably> rack mounted. <laughs> do you have someone who mixes your stuff? Or do you have someone, like... Uh, I mix myself. Mix everything. Uh, so, I don't master it. Okay. I guess because, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about that stuff, but I feel like that's an important thing, right? It's like how... I like mixing. I like mixing a okay. lot. Um, I spent like a month mixing my last record. Can I play something from that? Will that embarrass you if I play some of your music? Um, no, that's okay. fine. Some people, I don't. I feel like I would not want to listen to my a recording of myself talking. Well, I don't want different. to, but I will. Okay, it's We're okay. Gonna it. We're gonna play it. I think I I have a t- I can't tell what my favorite song is from Like a Baby, your 2008 release. 
2008. <laughs> Sorry, 2018. 2018. Uh, excuse me, 2018. God, some of these songs are just ripping. I'm trying to think what what's the one you think that's that highlights the production in a way that that is that we should, we could talk about it briefly. The best. Uh... Your cocoon. My God. Oh my God, it's pretty damn great. I don't know. What's I'm just gonna play one and you can yeah, say Yeah, play it whatever you want and we can do Heard this? I believe I described this as gross. <laughs> Sometimes that's how I like to describe something when it's like, this is disgusting. I can't stand <laughs> so it. <laughs> so good and evil. Just don't seem real to me. Words conceal simple desire that drive our spoke. Actually, having the crossfade on your accident. <laughs> that was a song called "Baby" off your latest album. It's, yes, it's Jerry Paper. It's track eight. So that shit. It's like the production on that. Like, what's your voice going through? It sounds. It sounds um, like it's like almost hitting the threshold of a thing. It's almost about to break. I don't know how to describe it. It's that thing where it seems like it's on the edge of distortion with whatever the the filter yeah, is. I think. I so can't cool. remember. I can't remember what. Um, exactly, my voice is processed with, but right. I'm I'm pretty sure it's uh we did like kind of became obsessed with the, these waves plugins, just like digital okay. digital plugins. Those but Dawes is that what that shit is? Uh, is that something? Dawes like uh That's... the program you use to okay. to record music. I'm just throwing digital a audio workstation. Okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> was that a Daw you used? <laughs> I thought I heard a Daw on there. <laughs> the the plugins was like uh, 
I, I'm pretty sure mo- like a lot of the record I put the this plugin called J37, which okay. is like fake tape machine, it just sounds oh, okay. so good. And then wow. um, this like Abbey Road ADT like uh, auto double track thing. Okay. So that's um, again like a tape a tape emulator sort of. It's like a tape, yeah, a tape emulator. There's like uh, these Waves plugins that are. I feel like now I'm doing an ad, but there, there's these Waves plugins that are like recreations of like Abbey Road during the Beatles or whatever. Yeah, the um, studio. Like, yeah, just okay. like studio, re- like reproductions of the sounds of right. that studio. So um, used a lot of that. I mean, a lot of the production, like working on this record was a huge learning experience for me. Yeah. A lot of the production, like it was produced with my friend uh, Maddie Tavares. Okay. Um, who has played keys in Bad Not Good for, I guess, the whole time that that band has been a band. Okay. Um, so I did it in their studio in Toronto, and he's just like a genius. Okay, <laughs> like like he like the horn arrangements in that are his. Like he's I don't know he he helped a lot. He's but, also so good at recording drums. See which that's is a like, that's a hard thing, isn't it? Drums. That's like, I, sort of like yeah. The, the I feel like I grail. learned only the barest thing that I know from like. You know, it's a fraction of his yeah. knowledge. Because all the drums on this record are so crisp, but they're never aggressive. It's like this thing where every song in here just feels, which just feels really good. It has like a really like um, I can't describe it. It's 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 so hard to describe. I usually like I'm really good at describing how I feel about music, but some of the, some of these make me feel there's like a like this sort of ideal I used to have with like music where it was like a thing where I imagined being on like a, a a video game golf course slope, riding like a giant plastic orange um, note, like a like a physical three dimensional <laughs> quarter note, uh-huh. like it's a skateboard slash scooter yeah. down that grass. <laughs> Some of the stuff on here feels it has this sort of vibe where it feels like an alternate reality in terms. Of, cool. Like I mean, do Thank you think you. about that in terms of like the, the the way the way you record it or like when you're I guess I'm just saying, I'm trying to say, ask if there's an idea in terms of presenting the album as, as, as a whole in terms of what it's evocative of when you, because it all feels very similar. It all feels like it's the same world that's not this world. It's like a different world. So does the album live in a different world in your mind? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, like, I guess I am old fashioned. Um, in that I love albums, right? And lo- like, like I like to l- put on a full album and listen to a full album. Yeah. I like to make a full album, which is definitely like not how people listen to music anymore. Yeah, At least for is... the most part. I mean, I'm sure there are you know lots of people like me, but um, it's kind of hard to. They make it difficult. Yeah, for the most part, it's like it's about finding. You listen to an album to find like hopefully the like three four songs that you like, and then you just listen to those songs. Yeah. Whereas for me, like, I put on an album, I even listen to the songs I don't really like because, like, that's part of the experience yeah. that this person made for me, and that's what I like. So I, I try really hard to make all the songs good mm-hmm. <laughs> and to really, like, to make, like, a, an album experience that um, you can take as a whole. Okay. Um, which I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it's good and bad for now. Nowadays, I guess. What about like the idea that the, the all the songs are sort of from a perspective of a 
it's like a almost not like a story so much, but it's like a if you watch a movie that takes place, there's like a setting. It's almost like yeah. there's like a setting for this album. Yeah, definitely. Every song is evocative of kind of like this. I mean, I keep going back to it, but it feels like this, almost like some sort of a, like an like animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they definitely like all written from a place of. Uh, yeah, I guess as I was working on, I think as I make an album, I'm thinking of a world, and I'm trying to make each, each song a snapshot of that world. Okay. Some of some parts of the world are just like my thoughts. Right. Some parts of the world are like little scenes, like. The song "Everything Borrowed" is like, uh, like kind of taken from different scenes of like being in a parking lot and like okay. th- th- things like that. So, and like I, I'm working on another record right now, and I'm I'm like, it's taken me so long to figure out how to write lyrics for it because I've been trying to find the world, and I feel like I, like just in the past like month, I've finally like found what that world is so i finally able to start writing so do you have do you write the uh the instrumentation first is it like how do you how do you like uh what's your approach to songwriting yeah uh i mean i i write like lots of little ideas in my phone all the time okay a little like words or sort of sometimes it's just a word sometimes it's just like a sentence sometimes it's just a phrase sometimes it's a whole paragraph or something of like an idea that i have um that always comes first they just come separately. So I don't like, think they come first or second. It's like I'm working on music and I'm writing ideas. Okay. And then if if they happen to be lining up, then I'll be working on music and I'll be like, this lyrical idea like works with that. I'm going to expand. Like a lot of the time it comes from one line and then I expand that one line into a whole song. Okay. Um, and then I'll try that on a few things. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes I have to throw it away. Sometimes I'll take a little part of that. And I don't know. It's just a lot of different... Uh, a lot of different things happening separately and all at once. And over time, they sort of coalesce after through trial and error. You said something earlier about failing with something like you tr- you set out to fail or something you sort of. Set well, I out set to- out to do something, but I can never do it. I think like ultimately, like I always like sit down and I'm like, all right, I, I want to write like a nice like upbeat song, and then it ends up being like this like weird sad song. I'm like, why did that happen? Like, <laughs> it's not what I meant to do, but for some reason, like, I don't. I guess. I'm starting to come to terms more with the fact that I don't really have control over what I make. Okay. Um, that Ooh, I'm just kind of going to make what I'm going to make because I can. that's the only thing I can do. So, like, I keep, like, wanting to, like, I, I, yeah, I keep having an idea. Like, I want to make, like, a happy song or, like, I want to do, like, something that people can dance to. And then, like, every time I try that, it, it comes out completely different. That's interesting. So you feel like, yeah, so you... You sort of not resigned to it, but you realize that the, you you know your voice, even though. Well, like I guess I have you know a desire to make something good, right? And then the whole time I'm thinking, this is not what I want to make. This is not good the way that I think it's going to be. But then I realize, like, okay, well, gotta scrape that editor out of my head. Because that's not helping me make what I have to make. <laughs> because it's like it's preventing you. It's like locking you down. It's pushing. Yeah. You. Well, it's it's making me say no to choices that I think are maybe more natural for me to make. That's what you're saying. So I think like I'll have an idea of like oh like I don't make rock music, and then like I'll be in the studio and Maddie will be like, you know what this like we should put some like guitar right here, and I'm like no like I don't make rock music, and then he's like 
trust me. And then we'll do it and it'll be like, oh, you were right. I just have this idea of what I want to make. And instead, I think like one of the best things about working with a producer or particularly Maddie, who's a like, good friend of mine, he's able to help me make what the work is supposed to be right. as opposed to like what my idea of the work is supposed to be. Oh, okay. Like he can he can help me see like, I don't know, see the ways that something is supposed to be blossoming as opposed to me being like... Trying to control it. Trying to control it, yeah. Is there a song, is that a particular song where he had, you added the guitar even though you didn't want to? Um, is that a song too, is that a song that hasn't been recorded yet? Or I'm trying to think of yet? the, no, I haven't been, um, trying to think of what the song was. I can read all the songs out to you. Sure, you. yeah, maybe that'll help. Your cocoon, <laughs> gray area, a moment, something's not right. Did I buy it? Commercial break. My God. Baby. Everything borrowed. Huge laughs. You. Losing the game. Oh, yeah. It was you. Okay. You, he, like, helped me realize that that's a rock song. <laughs> when I was like, no. <laughs> like, I don't want that. I don't So many ghosts in here. It's so cool. feels natural that it yeah. is that way but it's it's like not I don't know this song is very different from the demo okay in, in I think the best way that like it was really searching for itself for a while fucking rips thank you uh, you have some upcoming shows right um not, uh, I guess so yeah aren't you going um, back to Japan yeah yeah I'm doing an Asia tour nice um, which I'm some... so excited about only the Japan shows are announced right now but we're doing okay. like the whole oh shit not the whole continent obviously China but, um, Korea hopefully we're gonna get some shows in China it's, okay. it's still being worked out but we're doing yeah Japan Korea Taiwan in all likelihood, Indonesia. Yes. Um, and then... <laughs> yes, I say. <laughs> yes. Great weed. Uh, and then hopefully... <laughs> uh, you got to have to have great gear there and hey, great Indo. weed. <laughs> Indo, smoke it. <laughs> um, so you go there. That's really cool. Yeah, and then maybe like Bangkok and Singapore. I, I, I'm not sure. It's all kind of coming together right now. I, I, the more places I go, the better, just because yeah. it seems like a really fun way to... To spread the gospel. Yeah, or just to, like, m meet people who can show me the good food to eat. Yeah. That's really what I want is, like, 
someone to be like, this is what you gotta eat. Like this, this right here. The, you have to. Food. I will watch you eat it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your website? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just closing. We're closing. We're clo- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Closing up. Uh, about this website stuff. is jerrypaper.guru. And this is where people can buy products that you put um, out? Yeah, there's a, there's a button on there. I think it says... Buy? Something like that. Store? Buy, Cash. store, objects, something like that. And Cash you press lane. that. And you can go there and buy stuff. I'm going to play an old track from one of your older albums. Should Please. I do that? No, or should oh, I? Oh, do it, do it every. What's want, a cool man. instrumental we can ride out on from instrumental from a previous or earlier album? Um, maybe <laughs> instrumental. I didn't do that many instrumentals. Mm. I think maybe this. I think the only instrumental I can think of, yeah, is from a very, very old uh, EP tape mm-hmm. called "International Man of Misery." Yeah. Um, I, the pro- last song. Sad Man's Boogie? I think that one might be instrumental. Ooh, this is great. Maybe I'm wrong. Wow. It's pretty, yeah. Pretty ghosty. Yes, I've changed. Thanks in for many being ways. here, Lucas. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good tour. Check out Jerry Paper online and at your local stores. Yeah. Use a computer, touch a computer. You touch, can find... Use a touch screen. If you have a touch screen, we suggest oh, yeah. you recommend touch screen, right? Any, well, any, you recommend you can touchscreen, t- right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Always. Uh, listeners, you listen to Live the Table with Johnny Pemberton, we guest Lucas Nathan from Jerry Paper. Please use the touchscreen when accessing these menus. If you don't have a touchscreen, borrow one, buy one, get yourself to a fucking touchscreen. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to access these menus that he has available on his website. They're highly intuitive. He's worked with a workflow coordinator to ensure, uh, what would you call it, dynamic resource interfacing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dynamic just make sure it's DRI, dry. Okay, d- dynamic resource interfacing, touchscreen only. Jerry Paper, online. Online. <laughs> uh, online cash is available online if you have a cash app. If you want to use Apple News Pay. Yeah. Or, uh, you can put your cash into the computer. Yeah, put your cash into the slot. If you still have a disk drive, if you have to, yeah, just you a, can get an HDMI converter. Okay, we've got um, we've got links to the Amazon HDMI portal converter. Go ahead and get on there and just make sure you make a purchase. And just make Please. sure you put in the, uh, put in, uh, put in the component number um, LTT online for the component integration. I, I can't hear anything now. What? Okay. Sorry. Ah! A, podca- <clears throat> A podcast network.